Here we go. This is Coors Light's Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two, ready, right. Blue 42 is brought to you by Frost Brewed Coors Light. The mountains turn blue at 42 degrees. Blue 42. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Is it up? Don't forget, at the bottom of the hour, 8.30, another chance for you to open the gates to T-Mobile Park. Morning, Bump. How are you now? Good morning, fellas. I'm doing well. How about yourselves? Not so bad. Doing really well. I just heard about an awesome new business startup. You guys heard this, that Heaps is starting a shoe line? <laughs> I heard that his Twitter started pitching out that he had a new shoe line, and there are some no. people that were willing there were some people that were willing to jump on in and invest with him. But it may have been uh, it may have had something to do with uh, the Jared Kelnick hacker. I love the idea of this. Oh, it started with Kelnick? That's well, where the hacking started? The hacking started with Jared Kelnick, and I guess Jared Kelnick sent a message to Jake Heaps. It was like a phishing message. Well, the Jared message. Kelnick hacker sent a message. Right. Sorry, not Jared Kelnick. Jared Kelnick, not a hacker. <laughs> the Jared Kelnick's hacker sent Jake Heaps a message. It was like a phishing attempt about some t-shirt brand. So Jake clicked on the link and he got logged out. And apparently his account has DM'd every single verified account <laughs> trying to get more people so that they can spread the word and spread this phishing attack. Uh, if if Heaps did have a shoe, what, what what would the shoe look like? Would it like be one of those big orthopedic looking <laughs> Starbury shoes? <laughs> would it be like uh, what whatever that Colt wore the Bail Bop, Hail Bop, like what those guys the Doofus Nikes, like what the Nike Cortez? Um, is is that is that what what would be Jake's shoe if Jake Heaps had a, had a signature shoe? Jake, he's a he's a family man. <laughs> He has kids and a wife. He's going to be on some Skechers type stuff. Oh, Romo. Yeah. Skechers type stuff. I was going to say, whatever looks more dad shoes than the J.J. Watt shoes that came out a couple of years ago, that's probably going to be the Jake Heaps brand. Uh, question one for you, Bob. What are your thoughts on the signing of the Seahawks bringing in Kerry Hyder and, of course, Benson Mayo? And, and where does this put Seattle right now on that defensive line? They're clearly going for quantity right now at the position uh, initially i knew who carry was but i had to go back and watch film and, and fill him out and i like the move honestly he's a, a smaller guy he's like what 6'2 270 pounds he's not as big as carlos dunlap but he's been productive eight and a half sacks his last year and he's a journeyman i feel like these are the type of guys the hogs like right he's been to detroit he's been a with the Jets, he's, he's bounced around a little bit. He's with the Niners last year, and now he's found a home in Seattle. I think this is the type of move that you should expect from the Hawks, not a name that is a household name that people are familiar with, but a name that's going to produce. And then you team him up with Ben Mayoa. Ben Mayoa had a good season last year. My expectations for the guy were five to six sacks. I believe he ended up with six sacks, only missed four games because of an injury. But when he was out there, you kind of felt his presence. With this defensive line, you're not going to have a superstar. So you go ahead, you get guys a supporting cast to make this movie grand. And I like the move, man. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of kind of like 
an undersized, and I, I wouldn't say he's undersized, but when you compare him to Carlos Dunlap, like an undersized power forward. You know what I mean? How how Charles Barkley used to be. He was a little bit smaller than your your typical forward, but he go, he'll get in the box, he'll still get rebounds, he'll play big. That's what I see out of this guy when I compare him to Dunlap. Dunlap was a bit longer, maybe a bit quicker, but this guy plays with power. He plays with passion. He gets after the quarterback. I'm good with the move. And let's not forget, the last 10 weeks of the season, the Hawks had the best defense when it came to sacks in the league. So you're trying to fill a void. And you guys have been playing with that that word uh, this morning, void, right? Trying to fill a void in Carlos Dunlap. And hope, hopefully he'll continue to help this D-line progress throughout the season. From the 570, Jake Sneaker is the Nike Air Monarch. No, man. Those are some those are some air carols. Those are the in fact it should be a carol with you spell with an A I R. Uh, also saying don't knock Skechers, the most comfortable, longest lasting shoes I have ever had from the two oh six. Put your Jordans to shame. I like the additions, Bump. I, 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 I believe in Seattle's approach of having a rotation of guys that they move through. And it yep. was true when that defense was at its best. And it's one of the reasons I think that I've been okay and looked back at yeah, they've been for three years since trading Frank Clark. They've been trying to cobble together a pass rush. But I think that the way that they've done it, rather than just relying on one guy, because I'm I'm not convinced. I think if they had kept Frank Clark and just paid him all that money, their pass rush wouldn't have been as good as it's been over the past two years. They had a good pass rush by the end of last season. Yeah, one of the best in the league. 37 sacks the last 10 weeks. Number one in the NFL. So started off rough. Ended on a high note. Hopefully, Kerry can keep the good times rolling. All right. Question two. Still sifting through. I posted a picture of Forrest Gump shoes. I'm calling those the Heaps One. <laughs> it's going to be my marketing. It's like, oh, baby, these Heaps Ones will make you look so fast. See if they catch on like hotcakes. See the ability or possibility, the marketing the marketing possibilities. We look to help out our friend, uh our friend Jake. Question two: What else do the Seahawks need to do in free agency? Bump. Man, I've I've been kind of impressed with what they've done, and I, I look at the situation and I look at Schneider. It reminds me of my mom during Christmas, right? We didn't have a lot of money growing up, but somehow, some way, she made she just made it happen. I'm like, Mom, how did you do that? I'm like the presents that you need, right? You need socks, you need white t-shirts, you need sweaters. The presence you need, that was Gabe Jackson, and that was Gerald Everett, right? You know you need offensive linemen. You need a tight end to get this offense going. Uh, the present that you wanted, but you weren't quite sure you were going to get, uh, that was probably like an Xbox. You're surprised with Xbox. That was Chris Carson. Like, look, I want Chris Carson. I want to get him. I just, I'm not sure if I'm going to get him, so I'm not going to get my hopes up. That was Chris Carson. Now, the present that you weren't quite sure about, you looked at it, you're like, ah, am I going to use this? I don't know. We'll see. I think that's Kerry Hyder. I think that's going to be a present that you look at, you're like, is it, is this, is this, is he going to produce? Is he going to help out? I think that's going to be good to go. Now it's the the supporting gift, right? Now the gift that that's a controller to that Xbox, you know, that's going to help help the whole process out. That was where this one He's going to help this defense out. You know, I still think they need a supporting gift on that defense. Now, whether that be getting 
holding down Quentin Dunbar, making sure he's good to go, or getting another DB out there. I believe in DJ Reed, but we all know how this thing goes. At some point, somebody's going to get banged up. You're going to need a breather. you got to bring somebody in. So I think they still need to focus on the secondary or a receiver who can serve as a returner. Again, DJ Reed can be the pump return guy. He should be the pump return guy. But now you need that kickoff return guy. The guy who has 100-meter speed, who's going to get his knees up and take this thing 80, 90 yards to the house if you get an opportunity. So I think that's where they look now. Whether it be a DB or receiver, a guy who can play offense or defense, but can help in the return game, I think that's where they need to go now. They could also keep looking at ex-San Francisco 49ers, seeing as that's been their go-to over the last year with Hyder, the latest, Akello Witherspoon, DJ Reed. I mean, Richard Sherman, he's available, huh? I'm going to bring back another ex-49er. I put that in quotation marks. I am curious to see where they go next. I do think Carlos Dunlap's going to be back in the mix. Maybe that is confidence that is overstated at this point in time. But what other positional group do you feel like, other than maybe some of the ones that you listed, is going to be viable for the Seahawks to actually get and find a difference maker at this point in free agency? It's it's so hard to say. I don't think you can you can say that, okay, there's guys out there at this position that are going to help the Seahawks out because all the names are gone. Now it's all about um, what you like, what you see fit, a diamond and a rough that you can find. And at this point, it has to be a guy who can do more, who can help out on an offense or defensive unit and on special teams. Those are the guys who do the dirty work, utility players. I think that's where you're leaning towards now because the stars, the starters, most of those guys are gone or now they're just going to cost you too much. So young guy who is versatile, who can help out on special teams. That finding guys to chip in. I do like the idea of rating talented teams. Like, hey, go find the best defense and look at the guys they're looking at cutting because you're probably going to find some of the better players there just because that defense is so stocked. I I still, man, I hope they get Dunlap back. I really do. And yeah. hearing John kind of made me worry because it kind of sounds like maybe Seattle's moving and deciding that it's not and, and making calls and kind of poking around last night. I, I got the sense that, hey, Dunlap's certainly not a sure thing, but we haven't closed that door yet. And it sounds like maybe the door might not be shut, but that Seattle would be less inclined that this was they've decided hey we'll lo- we'll love it if Dunbar Dunlap says he's coming back but we're not expecting it because we've offered and he's not expressed interest and we're not going to wait around I think that's the main thing is they've had conversations they put offers on the table and they just haven't been able to meet in the middle so that tells me there has to be another team or teams out there who are sitting at the table with Dunlap as well and saying look if this doesn't happen, then we're going to get you. If that doesn't happen, then we're going to get you. And they seem a little more enticing to him right now when it comes to the money. End of the day, people have to remember, yes, it's nice to play somewhere where you love and you like the locker room and your teammates are great, but it's all about the money. He's going to go somewhere. He's 32 years old. He's near the yeah. end of his road right now. He's going to go somewhere where he can get paid, and I don't blame the guy. I always support, like I say all the time, always support players getting money. Um, so it, it doesn't mean there's a bad relationship there. There's just offers on the table, and Seahawks had not put one down that he likes. Question number three. It's more of a rapid-fire style of a question bump. We look at the Seahawks, and you mentioned some of the diamonds that they maybe could find in the rough on the open market. Well, they're still hoping, too, that they can develop some of their players into better 
versions of the guys that we saw in 2020. So let's run through some of those potential guys. If you see these guys as someone with untapped potential or just another guy, which is, I know, sometimes sounds as if it's a criticism, but I, I, I think you do want to put your expectations on some players and on other players. Maybe you're like, okay, well, this guy can be a contributor until his contract ends. So let's run through some really quick. Ugo Amadi, untapped potential or just a dude? Man, that's a tough one. I would say Ugo Amadi is just a dude at this point. I think he's just a dude. He's a dude who can help out in, in multiple areas, but he's not a game changer at this point. He hasn't shown me that at least. He's shown me that he can be reliable. He'll be where he's supposed to be. He'll make a tackle, but he hasn't wild me yet. So right now, he's a dude. Man, you guys, you know what? You guys are putting me in a tough position because I'm a football player, man. You can't make me call guys just dudes and untapped potential. But Dang it. I guess Ugo Amadi, <laughs> uh, he's, just a, he's just a guy at this point. I, I hope Ugo is, is more than that, and I think he is. He's I, got that speed, man. You can't teach that. He's They're just, just going to use explosive, it. man. From the first time he's got in there, it's looked like when he gets the ball in his hand, like he's looking to do something with it, whether it's on special teams. Yeah. Like I, I do think he's kind of got a knack. I like him, but you're right. He's someone that they're going to be like, we want to see you play your way into that. And Seattle was obviously reluctant to hand that nickel roll over to him when he was a rookie. Um, I thought he emerged last season, but there, he's one of the many guys. I think there's, there's significantly – I think there's room for him to improve. Really quickly, room for improvement, or we know what he is, LJ Collier? Room for improvement. I think he can be good. I think he'd be good. He had his really first full season last year. He's starting to get comfortable on that defensive line. He's working out with guys in the offseason like Cliff Abra, who's going to get him right. Um, I think he has untapped potential. and it's got, It has to happen soon, though. We have to see it within the first three or four weeks. Or these guys are going to move on in the rotation. That's why they have depth there. But I think LJ has untapped. I think he is what we saw last year, which is a good defensive lineman. I don't think he's going to take that next step. I don't think he's going to be sort of that dominant. I think he is a good rotational defensive lineman. I think he's part of a good defensive line rotation. I don't see him taking that step forward and becoming that, oh, that's the next star, that's the next guy you've got to keep here in Seattle. Untapped potential, or we know who he is. Rasheem Green. Uh, we know who he is, I feel like. <clears throat> He's a guy who's going to get you three or four sacks. He'll have one or two hustle plays every year that'll, that'll make him worth it. He's a good rotational guy. Not a guy who's going to change your defense, but a guy that you need. Now, it's not a knock on guys. When we say they're not super special, superstar, they're not going to change the defense, doesn't mean you don't need them. You only have what, three or four superstars on your team if you're lucky, yep. unless you're the Jets, you know what I mean? So you need a guy like Rasheem Green, but I think we know who he is at this point. Yeah, that's a good way to differentiate it. Like having a guy that's just a dude, it doesn't mean he shouldn't be on the team or he's a weak spot. It means that that's not going to be someone that separates. He's sort of the rank and file that every defense needs. And and I think that Rasheem Green has shown that. I, I also think that every year Rasheem's going to tease you a little bit. But whether it's a, a preseason game where he just goes out and dominates a backup dude. Running down yeah. Kyler Murray. Look, there have been moments that he's had, but I, I, I would agree. I think he and LJ are solid parts of your rotation, and I think that they're the kind of players, the brick and mortar that you need. But I I do think I, – I think what's missing, and that's why I'm hoping Dunlap's coming back, is I think you need that, that, that starter, starting caliber 
defensive end that that would really kind of finish this off. And then you have Kerry Hyder and Benson Mayoa kind of coming in as as guys that provide some depth and some backup. L.J. Collier's your early down run defender. I I I'd really if they end up getting Dunlap back or someone else that is kind of a cut above the other the other uh, pass rushing ends that they have. I really like this defensive line group. That is Blue Forty Two brought to you by Frost Brood Coors Light and.